and you are welcome to the RF podcast. It is the 22nd of July 2021. It is the Connacht final weekend preview show. Um, not only joined normally with Enda Mac, we have two guests this evening. Um, this show obviously is brought to you by Grogan Concrete, the number one supplier, top dress and sand um, for all sporting pitches in the Mayo, Roscommon, Galway area. Um, back to our two special guests for this evening. They both first encountered each other in a minor Connacht final in Pierce Stadium 2003. Uh, it is Curfins, Kieran McGrath and Mayo's Mark Ronaldson. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? Uh, we'll go to you first, Mark, for the first time on the show. We'll give you the first speak this time. Great. Thanks, Mayan, for inviting me on, Ref. Um, I'm good. I'm very good. Enjoying the good weather. I I wasn't expecting Kieran McGrath to be here because I've had nightmares about him since that match in 2003 when he absolutely cleaned me. He got mad at the match that day. I barely touched the ball, so I could yeah. have done without that. But anyway, we'll move on. We'll move yeah, on. well, look at you. You got first in this evening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one. first time I've ever been in front of him for anything. <laughs> first in the ball. <laughs> when actually he, he joined the call ahead of you too, Mark. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> Uh, Kieran, how are you? Good, RF. Yeah, very good. Enjoying the enjoying the good weather and uh, looking forward to the weekend. No, you're sitting outside and it, it, it looks like a very tropical place. Yeah, sitting outside. Right. Yeah, just home from training. So. Oh yeah, how's it yeah. all going above in Galway? How's it going in Curfin? Uh, not bad. Um, not bad. I was just talking off here to Mark there about it, and uh, I suppose COVID probably didn't help us we we lost a bit of momentum and sure as everyone knows we're no longer Galway champions so um it's a good test for the younger guys now to see they probably haven't been in this position before so hopefully we'll get a reaction from the younger guys and we'll yeah. uh we'll see can we get back to the summit again the poor the poor uh, the poor young fella is not starting out as a counter champion it must be so tough for them yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark, you, you've started a bit of writing in the Western people. It's 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 got a lot of people in talking in in, in Mayo, and, and I, I I've been sharing the articles a good bit. Uh, is it something that you knew to, or is it something that uh, you used to do, or just took a no. took a, a wild stab at it? Just totally new. Just leaving third English, and um, have continued on from that. No, Anthony Hennigan asked me, just I suppose it was early May or around Easter, perhaps. I was a bit surprised to be asked, but. You know, I said I'd give it a go. Why not? I, I like English, I like writing, and I like football. So all my passions together. And yeah, <laughs> it's a good combo. So, yeah, some weeks are easier than others. You know, some weeks inspiration strikes you very readily, but some other weeks it's like a chore maybe sometimes. But with Mayo football, there's usually something to write about most weeks. So uh, it, yeah. it, you could be writing about worst counties for sure. Even even on the even in the off season, there's something to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. I suppose a general overlook, lads, of the whole thing. And uh, I actually forgot to uh, to ask how you were, even though you were on the phone today. I'm sure you're okay, are you? I'm fine now, ref. Yeah, you're you're after you're, my holiday. Yeah, how was the marching season up in the north anyway? <laughs> Great. I put on the sash and had my little Union Jack flaggings on the car windows. Well, you were you were marching around Clermaris for long enough during the lockdown walking, so you got plenty of practice in. Uh, McGrath was overtaking me with the buggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Connacht final weekend. We'll go back to you, Kieran. Is there any hype in Galway? Because I can tell you now, um, I am finding it very hard to find anyone that's up for the game in Mayo. No, uh, it's kind of an unusual atmosphere for a Connacht final, really, and especially with the rivalry that's between the the two counties, um, even myself and Kieran Fitzgerald, we were just talking during the week that, that there's not much hype or 
much talk about it. And even like usually coming into a kind of final, there'll be talk about what the 15 is or who's playing well or who's going well. And there doesn't seem to be that that appetite for it at the minute. But maybe closer to Sunday, that'll uh, change and, and uh, lads will start getting uh, up for the match, I suppose. Yeah, it, I think it might take something to uh, to strike it off. I think it will. I think maybe the way it's simmering over, the weather is keeping people distracted or something, and we might need a we might need a, a rash article now, Mark, and uh, coming up <laughs> a quick post on a Saturday night or something just to stir it up. You know, I don't think we have one in Mayo yet that can that can uh, that get stuck into people like Dublin have and so on. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it actually, and the championship has been poor so far, barring a few thrillers in Ulster but I, I think this will actually be a really really good game and the Croker factor as well makes it a bit more um, appealing I think you know two teams that I think Croker will suit them well especially now and I, I the, the weather conditions should be dry should be hot I think it could be a really really good game actually and I don't always look forward to Mayo games coming up but I, I'm really looking forward to Sunday I'm really looking forward to Sunday I think it could actually be a good game yeah um, hype, hype or no hype I think this could surprise us a little bit yeah, and maybe that's the best way to come into it because yes. uh, uh, the whole, even the whole hype of the, the fixture itself and the moving to the moving to Crow Park is kind of it's normally that would cause a media frenzy and cause something to be disturbed, but there doesn't seem to be any um, major resistance from this. Do you think this is probably? I suppose the question for you, Mark. First, do you think James Horn wanted it in Crow Park? Yeah, hundred percent, without yeah. doubt. 100%. And what about you, Kieran? Porrick Joyce, do you think he'd have any issue playing up there, or would he have preferred to play? Like when you look at Galway, the, the, the last few times they've beaten Mayo, it's been in McHill Park. I'm sure they wouldn't mind playing there. No, uh, PJ won't care where it's on, and I'd say PJ's attitude—he belongs in Crow Park. So uh, <laughs> I think he'd be he'd be happy enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he'll ride them lads for Crow Park. But and uh, it, you, you normally have a say on, you normally have a say on when something controversial happens with either the Connacht, uh, Connacht Provincial Board, the County Board, or someone has annoyed you somehow. What's your take on this one? I don't mind the game in Crow Park, but I don't think they'll get a full house. I'd say they'll get twelve or thirteen thousand. It's expensive for families going up. Yeah, if you take it. Family of four, 35 quid a piece, no, no, no money back for OAPs or students. Then your travel, nowhere to stop to eat unless you book ahead. So it'll probably affect the crowd a bit, but I suppose 12,000 or 35 quid ahead is better than 3,500 or 35 quid ahead. But was there not, remember this myth going around for years that for Crow Parks may operate a profit that you have at least 30,000 or something in the stadium? But I think if that was, if everything was open in Crow Park, they probably won't open the top decks. I don't know. Maybe they will. They are open the top decks. Yeah. That's all the tickets yeah. are left. From what we've heard today, 11,000 tickets have been sold. So it's probably to do... A lot of people haven't decided yet if the weather breaks, it's very warm to be going up. It's probably going to be a Saturday evening job um, if you're sitting in the house or you get a phone call off a friend. I'd say that's going to be the main main pull. There'll be a couple of thousand that'll do it that way. But um, I suppose we'll go into the nuts and bolts of the game itself. Uh, We'll start with you, Kieran, first with the Galway team. You know, Shane Welsh, is he back? Is he going to be fish? What's the Galway team going to look like for the weekend? Yeah, I'd expect the same same lineup that uh, PJ had against Roscommon. He doesn't he doesn't really uh, change up to unless someone is injured or hasn't gone well. He doesn't really change it up. Um, so I'd expect the same team that started against Roscommon to play again. 
Um, the talking always that Shea Walsh is fit and that he wasn't too bad, but that's one battle you would you would imagine that Oshie Mullen will pick him up, and uh, two guys that really could tear up Crow Park, I suppose. So that's a battle that uh, everyone should be longing to see, I suppose. Or I can't wait for that one. Just Kieran, the team this year compared to last year, one of the full forward line left. One of the half forward line left, one midfielder, one of the half back line, two in the full back line, and a new goalkeeper. It's a big turnover. Yeah, um, and I'd say, to be honest, PJ probably still doesn't know what his best uh, 15 is, even though he's tied it down a bit a bit more this year. But uh, he has form for whipping lads off, so... Maybe the first 15, he might have it in his head, but I wonder, has he it in his head if, if um, Johnny Heaney is not going well or um, Olea wing forward, what's his plan B? And I think he just he can be rash at times where like he has form, even at, when he was involved in the under-20s. He'll just whip a lad off, regardless of his stature. So um, that'll be the interesting one. Thing. I think he'll have his 15, but when he starts whipping lads off, has he a plan for who he's bringing in? Kieran, do you think you mentioned there he has form for whipping lads off? Do you think he's just rooting through players, looking for a certain type of player or a certain fella that'll do exactly what he's been told? Or do you think there's a there's a there's a there's a method behind his madness? I know he's got rid of some big names in the last couple of years, and he's really going through lads. Do you think he? Do you think is it pressure that's put, making him do this? That that he maybe doesn't have as much patience now with some of these players? Yeah, I think. Probably with PJ, who's such a good footballer, I think maybe he struggles with why some lads aren't as good or, or don't play as well as they could do. And I think uh, he might be identifying something that's happening there and then. So if it's a kick out and the midfielder drops it, the midfielder could be in bother. You know, there's no, he mightn't be one for second chances. Um, yeah. There's a rootless so streak in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, he seems to be operating off old school where the keeper leaves it down, bangs it out to midfield and it's up to the midfielder to win it. And if you're not able, he'll take you off and he'll put in a midfielder that might win it. And equally, yeah. he could take that lad off as well if uh, he doesn't win it. And Kieran, sorry to interrupt there, but you know there was so many lads that dropped off the panel or high-profile enough names last um, winter preseason. Was that because of Page's ruthlessness or was did they leave of their own Will or did he chop them or what was the motive? Yeah, just talking to a couple of lads, it seems that um, I suppose appetite to when Goa got knocked out, I think the plan, PJ's plan was to go back more or less straight away from what I hear and I suppose lads just didn't have the appetite through COVID again to to sustain that type of trend, that intercounty. Um, that's, that's the vibe you're getting from lads and I suppose... Yeah. You know yourself, Mark. It is such a commitment yeah, that yeah. you really you, you have to be all in. Um, yeah. And I suppose the likes of Ian Burke and these guys just couldn't commit 100, percent and you're yeah. not going to survive that level without being 100 percent committed to yeah. it. And he's played um, a lot of ball as well. He, he probably could have done with a, a few months out, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I think from what I could gather, PJ didn't offer that up to too many. You were either okay. in or you're out. Okay. Just Kieran, last year I thought Sean Kelly was. Galway's best player. He picked up Aidan O'Shea. Would you expect them to pick him up this year, wherever he goes, or already going on Tommy Conroy? Uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking of that today when I was coming on the podcast. That I don't really know the two Kellys because with COVID and 
they hadn't played a whole lot of club football when I was coming up. They were only they were only coming through the ranks now, but they're well they're well gotten go with. They're um, anyone you talk to that play has played with them or played against them, they they hold them in high regard. So I thought that that maybe he could pick up Tommy Conroy, to be honest, because from what the lads tell me, he's quick and he's obviously very athletic. Um so I think he could pick up Tommy Conroy, but PJ could stick with with again it depends what Mio do with Aidan O'Shea I suppose. His yeah. midfield they'll probably put Paul Conroy on him. Yeah. There's going to be a couple of changes in and out, I suppose. It's mixing and matching horses for courses, the usual crack. But it'll be probably each side looking to see which um, which team who's first, I suppose. Mark, I'm, yeah, go on just Sorry, I reflect on that. Like, with PJ's attitude, he could leave, if Aiden goes into full forward, he could leave the full back on him and uh, it's sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah. you could definitely see that. And I suppose it's... Uh, it's all in with PJ, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. you know what? It's an entertaining management style, um, especially when you're a Mayo man. So, <laughs> wish PJ. <laughs> Mark, Mark, the Mayo side of things. What are we thinking here? Have we got a full deck? Is it COVID clear? Um, as usual, it it's blacked out windows at the Mayo camp and uh, no sound or signal. So. Yeah, well, I was I was hoping you'd fill me in on Lee Keegan is the biggest concern. I think I think he's the key player on Sunday because he's the guy I would stick on Shane Walsh, Shane Walsh. and just yeah. put put him like everywhere Walsh goes, just follow him. I, I'd hate to see Paddy Durkin given that job because you know Paddy's so lethal going forward that it would detract from his game. Oshin Mullen as well, I'd hope would be in the half back line. So I just hope that Keegan's fit. I, I think that could actually be a game changer yeah. whether Keegan is fit or not because um, it frees up the other lads to run riot and rampage up and down the, the wings and croakers. So, from, um, from, from, what we gathered, from what we gathered, I think he will be available on, on, on the weekend. It was a dislocated shoulder, was it? Yeah, was I'm right? not sure it was a dislocated, but they, they, they reckon that they have some way of getting him fit for the game. I know Kenny yeah. O'Connor had issues like that. Yeah, it's like uh, Alan Wynne-Jones, though. The Lions captain, he dislocated his shoulder three weeks ago, was it? And yeah, he's, he's actually... Named. An interesting thing, I think, was it Killing O'Connor when he when he damaged his shoulder? They got some sort of special brace from New Zealand from some the some uh, medic in New Zealand rugby had developed some brace for playing with a dislocated okay. shoulder. Yeah. So um, it, it could be whipping that joke out again for all we know. But yeah, he is, right, he is a massive thing. Probably Oshin Mullen on Damien Comer would it be? Yeah, perhaps. Um, I was just going to say there. Lee Keegan won't need to be early too dominant anyway against Shane Walsh because he likes everything in front of him. But if he was marking the likes of Comer, shoulder could be a problem, you know, where Comer is so good in the air and that. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought about who to pick Comer up. Comer's kind of, yeah, yeah, perhaps because Comer has kind of gone under the radar a bit in the last few years. I know he's had a lot of injuries in that, but he's definitely not at the level he was. But I suppose that could be a danger too to underestimate him on Sunday if he has a month of training behind him but yeah it yeah, seems and, to be a major a major issue for well I what I'm thinking about Mayo is we have so many wing halfbacks in our in our in our defense and we're we're probably missing a man marker or two yeah, against 100%. the forward line that are so dangerous. you you take Chrissy out of it from last year um you take out Brendan Harrison and you know Oshin Mullen isn't a natural cornerback. Leroy isn't a natural cornerback probably he'd do a Brendan Joffrey there. But you're really struggling for natural cornerbacks, you know, and that could be an issue 
Now, Galway haven't got an Ian Burke or Desi Keneally probably won't play either. They haven't got your knacky little corner forwards yeah. that might require a really tight, small man marker like Chrissy, perhaps. But at the same time, we're not blessed with them. Even going forward, if we get over Sunday, not having natural cornerbacks, I think, is an issue at present, for sure. Enda Hessian as well is probably a natural halfback, I'd say. Enda, is he? Yeah. You know, just I looking at him. Yeah. yeah. So that is a problem, and especially in Croker when things get a bit more open, you know, he, and you want to tighten things up, having a specialist cornerback yeah. um, will be important. You know, Giz will no, be able to talk about that more than I would know, but it's definitely a worry, you know, it's definitely a worry. Well, if I was PJ, I think one place you could test um, Leo is if you put Comer on the edge of the square, who you're probably forcing their hand to try and do, put Lee Keegan on him, or because Comer has ability in the air and he's strong out in front and that kind of stuff so um, even Oshie Mullen you would think could struggle with him in that but that's one whether PJ will try it or not but that's I think is uh, that's where I put him is in it, in front of the square and see can Mio deal with him Yeah I think I would put um, Matthew Ryan on Paul Conroy as well and Paul Conroy is so skillful like such a good footballer but he wouldn't be have the biggest engine I don't think you know, he wouldn't be aerobically up and down the whole day. I don't think any anyway, That's just the impression I get. And Matthew Ryan has a massive engine. And I just tell him to run him, run at him all day long. Um, because Conroy is super, super skillful. But I try and put him on the back foot as much as I could. Is there, da- is there a danger to think about Conroy in the full forward? Lack of height in our full back line? Well, to be honest, like with PJ, you just wouldn't know. But if I, if, if I was PJ, I'd get height in there and I'd put... Conroy, Comer, and Walsh in there and Poof. test them. Stop giving them. Stop giving PJ ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's coming from the Curfin school of attacking, yeah. Yeah, oh, shit no. on them as much as you can when you get the chance. <laughs> Gung ho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gung ho can work. It can work. In fairness, I had a, I had a run in tonight where we ended up in our in our ladies match that we conceded more goals than points. So <laughs> that's, one, that's the other side of the gun hole tactic. Dublin um, under twenties only scored three three tonight in the Leinster final, which I thought was an incredible score at under twenty level. You know, yeah. don't get us started on the twenty mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, I think it's worth touching though, and now in fairness, since it's fresh in the memory and it's probably yeah. on a lot of people's uh, a lot of people's minds today. I know a lot of people I was talking to today weren't. Um, we weren't too impressed with it now. Yeah. Uh, Mark, did you watch it? Yeah, we trained last night, but I recorded and watched it when I came in. And I couldn't believe it. I left at quarter to eight for training. We trained at eight o'clock. May were 3-0 up at the water break. And I left. And I, May were looking pretty comfortable. They'd missed a few chances. But I looked like I thought that this looked like it was going to be a bit of a canter. And then just lads at the end of training told me that Roscommon hammered. I was like, what? Because our goalkeeper, Nora Mormari, actually was a Roscommon keeper last night. Connor Carroll. So he's a, he's a fine young keeper as well. So we kind of had a, a vested interest. But just watching it back and even thinking back to last Wednesday in June, such wild shooting. Like, you shoot shots that were 10, 15, 20 yards wide, you know. And the conditions were so nice. I, just, I don't know. Like, I couldn't understand it. You know, perfect conditions for forwards, perfect conditions for um, playing ball and shooting. But just the, such erratic and wild shooting. And that's what it did for me, I think, in the end, because they, they were flying. But every time they had one of these misses, it sucked the life out of them and seemed to knock their confidence. And 
just Roscommon got a foothold then and you know there's there's no better or more dangerous county when they, they get the bit between their teeth and, and smell blood but I just thought males shooting just sucked the life out of them totally and it really yeah. cost them they were bet they were bet going into the second water break I thought they were um, they just got so flat and probably the heat maybe kicking a few wides expectation that we bet the All-Ireland champions that maybe we're we should get over this, and then it didn't come, and then they're probably yeah. waiting. Like the the whole argument with the legs thing was prominent for me when I you seen the likes of Ethan Henry and Rory Kane bombing up in the first 10, 15 yeah. minutes. I mean, they were like, yeah. is, I, I thought yeah. with the first 10, 15 minutes that came, I was whipping the phone out going, I'm gonna bit of crack now and rise a few Rossies. But, uh, <laughs> you put the phone away. Uh, I, I put the phone on airplane mode for a half an hour afterwards. I had to. Oh, I got hammered. But look, he, he was very impressive that Rory came to start with uh, yeah. the first quarter I saw. But then the last three quarters, the Ross Common full forward looked so dangerous. So it was amazing how things shifted so quickly. Yeah. I thought uh, first uh, they got three points from play the starting forwards in 80 minutes there was a warning sign there yeah and last night the starting forwards got one point from play yeah yeah no but both days the shooting was so bad and even not just mayo in tune i thought Galway's shooting was woeful as well that night um so just a trend i, I noticed from the two days that the quality of shooting but it, it's a real pity because that championship is wide open now yeah cork will probably win it they looked very good against Kerry last week i thought but uh, you know you would have fancied your chances against well, Man and I don't know how they'll react after their tragedy at the weekend. Down are very good, Mark. Uh, who, who is down? Is it not Manon that won Ulster though? No, they're playing down in the final. Oh, they're in the final, is it? Okay. Yeah. Sean Boylan is involved with down in the back. Okay. Okay. Oh, and, who, and what's his name from? Laverty. Laverty, yeah. And how does it match up? Who are Ross Common going to be playing now? Uh, down are playing Connacht, so it'll be okay. Offaly and Cork. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a missed opportunity though, it's isn't it really? Yeah. It is a missed opportunity and it showed a clip, it showed a clip um, before the match of the Mayo winning in 2015, uh, 16, yeah. what year was it, the 121? 16 in Ennis, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 16, yeah. It showed a clip of the team celebrating afterwards and you see all the faces. Now, maybe a year or two ago, you might be didn't, but it's prominent now, all these lads that are on that team that are so vital to the Mayo squad now. Yeah. Dunkett, Loftus, Jeremy O'Connor. Um, there's a good Stephen scat. Cole. Stephen Cole. Yeah, Jesus. I, God. I, I, don't, I don't think the under-20 grade is as good as under-21, though. I know it's only a year, and that might sound silly, but I thought under-21 was top-quality stuff. And just the year lower... From what I've seen this year, I don't think the standard is as high. I think the GA have shot themselves in the foot in that regard. Yeah, I don't yeah, even I, I thought it was a fine competition. I don't know why they messed with it previous, the previous competition. but I think it was to do with the leave insert. For yeah, the I know. But I, I most know. leave inserts nowadays do TY, so they're, you I know. Know, they're 19-year-olds. You, know, so. you can't, um, you can't uh, keep everyone happy, though. Yeah. We've had, we spent hours in this podcast talking about trying to get the right balance for either for club players or county players or college players and, you know, the calendar yeah. just doesn't fit. But ultimately, it's the competition we're talking about and then provincial boards is is, is the main problem when it comes to the yeah. calendar. And there's no budget because the turkeys ain't going voting for Christmas yet. Um, and uh, what are you thinking about uh, the game the weekend? Is there anything that you see that maybe we've missed out on so far? 
No, just when you're talking about under 20 and the minors are out tomorrow night. Like, Mayo have won two under 20 or under 21 Connacht titles in 12 years. They've won three minor titles in 10 years. Is it time for a review into the structures of coaching in the county? Is there something that, if you look at the record of junior club teams, intermediate club teams, they're winning five out of 10. So, are club teams preparing better than our county teams there? You would say, though, and sorry to interrupt again, that the yeah. county team has a strong enough squad at present, though, I would say. It has strength and depth in terms of numbers. And I would say the Mayo squad is probably stronger than the Galway squad at present, just in terms of depth. But at underage, yeah, it's, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be happening anywhere. It doesn't seem to be um, just clicking when it comes to winning things at underage anyway. Well, is winning, is winning things. Well, that's the other argument. That's a, that, that, that's yeah. a good point, Rip. <laughs> the curve. It's all about winning. Yeah. <laughs> Spot the curve in, man, again. Us <laughs> <laughs> three Mayo lads. Uh, winning doesn't matter. Curve in, lad. It's all about winning. The, the, um, no, but I, probably if you look at Mayo, you see James Horton, to be fair to him, brings in everybody, brings in a lot of players, regardless of what CV they come with or how they're rated he tends to give a lot of lads a chance but I think in Galway it, it, a lot goes on reputation on who makes it uh, and who gets brought through and they're looking for that top level player all the time where then a lot of lads slip through the net and like if you look at Dylan McHugh he probably wasn't a, a top player at underage and has really developed into a top senior so I think if, maybe if you concentrate on lads um, that probably aren't top top you might have more better development over time and probably that's what James Horn is doing is that he's bringing in a lot of young lads and eventually like the, the, the net is widened I suppose and he's getting it's paying dividend at senior level whereas I just feel in Galway it, if you get brought into account where you have to be a top top player but uh, maybe I, you could turn into a top top player I think uh, and uh, Kieran has answered your question for review of the coaching structure James Horn should be maybe over the academy of Mayo I don't get he'd, to see you. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah, sure, if, if, if he's creating such good footballers, anyone can read the game. Right. Well, was drafted in after the under twenty final. Did you hear anything in Galway? No, no, no. I didn't hear any. Any were and a couple of our lads were in the under twenties, um, so I didn't hear them chat to say there was anyone brought in. But um, I was surprised Tony Gill wasn't brought in. Been honest because. He played with PJ in the under twenties at eighteen. He played three years under twenty. So I, you would think PJ would have time for him, and that he's probably the type of player that he should be looking to develop. I think James McLaughlin from my column as well looks like a player that would be a future senior inter county player. Massive, really athletic, very good in the air. And I think he was injured. That's why he didn't start last Wednesday in Tume. But I thought he was very impressive in extra time. So he's definitely a guy I'd imagine that Paige would be looking at too over the coming weeks if if they're still involved. Mark, question for you. Yeah. So you've seen senior club football in Mayo? Yeah. Seen a bit of intermediate? Yeah. Did you see junior? No. No, I never played junior, no. Yeah, okay. So you, you're playing now with Oran Moore? Murray, yeah. Uh, intermediate? Yeah. So... You'd have a good or a better judge than most. What's the what's the ups and downs, the pros and cons of goal of football compared to Mayo football? Um, 
Well, the club game in both counties is very, very strong. Um, loads of people ask me which is better, but I'm like, pfft. obviously, Cara Finn and Uther are the All Ireland senior and intermediate champions at present. And I think Goa probably have done better in the national stage than male clubs, but there's much of a muchness between it, I would say. Cara Finn were the best team in Ireland. They were miles ahead of everybody really in Ireland, but when you t- take Cara Finn out of it, there's not much between the male and Goa teams. Um, in terms of general football and Mayo, I, I definitely think I'm in Ormore Murray now and it's it's a split club, it's a dual club, it's hurling and football, so that definitely dilutes things. It's quite difficult actually to, um, uh, coming from a football club or Burr Schuler, Gary Moore, Kerfin, they're just purely football clubs and I was never used to hurling, like or hurling being an issue, but it really yeah. is an I- issue here. I, I moved to Ormore in 2017 and that was a year ago I won the All-Ireland Senior Hurling. And every young lad around was carrying a hurley and a slither. That's what I noticed. They weren't kicking footballs. And I was like, what is going on here? This is like totally alien to me. But I I, I would think her, it's a split county Galway, but I would think maybe hurling is slightly more important or valued at present, perhaps. Um, whereas Mayo is obviously Mayo of hurling too, but it's football, football, football. Um, yeah. So I think things are just a little bit more diluted in Galway because of the hurling. And Mayo is just cracked bonkers about football which isn't always a good thing either you know but um yeah, that, yeah. that's what i'd say now galway almost have a bit more of a carefree attitude it wouldn't surprise me if galway won not ireland again before mayo won one at senior level you know they can come and win one and maybe go away for a while whereas i think mayo will always be knocking on the door because it's we're so fanatical about it but yeah. galway kind of come, come in waves i think i think you made a great point there but that sometimes maybe it can be a hindrance being so mad because the pressure yeah. and expectation to yeah. be up the top there, doesn't probably give time, give teams or groups of players chances to maybe, you know, like they're they're human beings and the, the mental states of these guys after a heavy all Ireland defeat having seven or eight thousand people yeah. in an FBD league game. And surely it's great yeah. to see it, but it probably does have a long term effect yeah. on them. Yeah, absolutely. You're always on. You have to always be on in Mayo when you're you know, and everything is scrutinized as well. Like, you know, your own podcast, the Mayo GA blog podcast, everything is scrutinized in Mayo, every little game, which isn't always healthy either, especially for younger lads trying to break through, even even though they seem to be getting things right in terms of introducing younger players in the last few years. But it is it really is a pressure cooker for football in Mayo. We didn't get you to come on here to go slate now. <laughs> not saying that, no. I'm, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just extra pressure. I like to think. I like to think, Mark, that that we, on this podcast we'd have a little bit of balance. We like, yeah, to, of we, course. We both carrot and stick. You know, of we're course. Very and maybe that's why in Mayo they can hold on to so many players. Like every club player, in Mayo wants to play inter county. Um, you know, and everyone is is knocking on the door to try and get in to that panel, regardless of who's in charge, probably. But in Galway, there is lads that would take it or leave it. Yeah. regardless of who's in charge, there's no guarantee that a young guy would even go in if he was asked in. You know, he might yeah. decide to take a year out or he's playing soccer or he's hurling yeah. for a year. You know, so that, yeah, the, that attitude in goal probably is a bit take or leave it at times. Yeah. Um, where in, in Mayo, you definitely don't have that. That's yeah. totally true. I, th- I think there's more prestige with being a male footballer than a goal footballer. Like, I just feel... Like Giz said there, you can take it or leave it and go a little bit more. Um, in Mayo, it's just like if you're a Mayo County footballer, like there's a lot of status attached to that, I think, and prestige, but... Uh, <laughs> I meant the, I meant no the, comment. 
um, yeah, and that is a big part of it too. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark, about the about the being being switched on all the time, and it probably does have a a wearing effect. But yet we still have fellas racking up 150, 180 appearances for Mayo. So you know, it's, it takes a certain type of player, I suppose, to to do it. And like you know, you're in that bubble yourself, Mark. You were with Horn for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I've played under four different Mayo managers. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. That probably says more about me than them. Um, I played under Jono. I played under James Horn. I played under Holmes and Canelli. I played under Ratchford. So I can comment on all of them. N- none of them really liked me. So. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say liked me, but I, I never really got a massive run. I don't know who I don't know who I was played best under, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. Who um who did you enjoy the most, man? I, I don't know, to be honest. Obviously, the Jono reign, like, Jono was a great manager, but just the timing was wrong for him. He was so busy with politics, and it was the end of an era with, you know, so many players after 04 and 06 coming to the end, and it was just a difficult time. Um, Horn, like, I always say Horn was brilliant for me. It has been brilliant for Mayo football, but wasn't brilliant for me, perhaps, because maybe I wasn't, you know, I wasn't big, powerful, athletic type of player. Um, Holmes and Canelli, like, I, I had a great relationship with Holmes and Canelli. They were our manager at under 21 when the all Ireland won the all Ireland. Um so I always got on well with them. And Rochford, I was only with for six months. I was injured, so Giz could probably comment more on Stephen Rochford than I could. But yeah, I, I was only in the squad for about six months, so I can't really comment on that. But yeah, Horn Horn is his own man. You know, he's he's very clear in his beliefs, let's put it that way. Um <laughs> And I think when I was involved with him first time, I think he's probably grown an awful lot since then. I think he's probably a way better manager now than he was from was it eleven when he started to fourteen? Well, like, he went in. He went in at that stage in eleven, very green anyway. I mean, he yeah. had an inter- intermediate title and a senior title with Ballantubber. Yeah, and I think that team could have that team was managing itself as well. So probably give him a <laughs> look. He he can know how to pick a job, like so. He was and, very and t- lucky. Timing is amazing too. Uh, I remember. What? So, sorry, Anton. Yeah. Go on, Mark. I was just going to ask you, what's the heating system like in Ballyhane Hall? <laughs> Again, no comment. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Had <laughs> you the bag of fifty p's? <laughs> um, anyway, moving back swiftly back to. Um, I, can't, I forget what I was going to say about Horn there. Um, oh yeah, it's amazing how timing. You know, we played Ballantubber in the county semi-final in ten in the club, and we could easily have beaten them that day. A slobby old game. They maybe did a Ballantubber on us. They won by a couple of points, but we could easily have won that. And if Ballantubber didn't win that county title, I doubt Horn would have got the job. I think was Tommy Lyons going for it as well at the time, the former Dublin manager. Yeah. You know, so I I very much doubted if if Ballantubber hadn't won. And and I won't say they were lucky. They weren't lucky. They've gone on to prove they're a brilliant team. But it's amazing how things timing can be right and just things can line up. You know, and there's no doubt Horn has been an absolutely brilliant manager for Mayo. So. It's worked out well, but you know things just aligned at that time for him, and um, I suppose yeah, and Mayo benefited from it. But it's funny how things work out too. Have Galway ever been Mayo in the championship under Horn? I wouldn't think so. No, I, I doubt it. Yeah, it's great. Horan's, um, Horan's Horan's record in Connacht. Yeah. Connacht and Horan's record in Crow Park when it's in Dublin is yeah. very, very, very strong. I'd say on one hand, if you count the amount of teams, that's better. Yeah. 
Now, you um, made a good point earlier there about Horn being an academy manager. That I think he'd be brilliant at that because he's a very good strategic thinker, like overall plans and structures. Yeah. And we said this, Mark. Like we've been saying this on the podcast for a year more now. Like this guy, director of football role. Yeah. Like, no one's going to shirk. No, everyone's going to be doing their jobs. You're out the door. Yeah. And um, all the coaches are going to have to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's the it's the um, it's it's the it's it's the background he comes from. It's systems in place. There's, yeah. There's and probably you, you know strategically probably better than tactically maybe in game management the, the shorter term stuff maybe. Yeah. Perhaps that might be a bit harsh, but just he is a very a good mix strategic. of himself and Rochford. Yeah. 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 But then it'd be very hard for whoever the senior manager was having his shadow looming large over him as a director of football or whatever. You know. That, yeah. Does that ever we, work we, in soccer? He suggested that uh, it'd be grand to just take the phone off him and make sure he stays at home. For the match, <laughs> you can talk to him after. <laughs> but Horan does have good, like he'd always have a team well set up and an idea yeah. how to uh, how to go about it. Like there's no doubt about that. But uh, I yeah, actually I, think I, as well on Sunday. Sorry to interrupt again. I think there's way more pressure on Galway. If Galway don't win, I think Port Joyce is he's at a crossroads. Bit of a sticky wicket. Yeah, um, you wouldn't know. Like that's two years. There's a relegation and haven't really done anything in championship. Whereas if Mayo lose, obviously be a massive disappointment, but promoted this year, Killian is out, all are in final last December. So I think it's actually, there's a little bit more pressure on Goy, which might be a bit um, counterintuitive considering they're the underdogs. But I think it is a big game for them. I really do think it is a big game for Goy. And I, I, and I do think Horn is, or Joyce is beginning to, you know, start, get put his stamp down. So if they could win, it would be a massive thing for him and it could be the start of a good reign for him. But it's 50-50 now. It's a big, big game Sunday for them. If Mayo tanks Galway, Kieran, is PJ getting the sack? Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if he gets the sack, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if PJ takes all that in a stride. Uh, I, I don't think PJ would lose any sleep over it. He'd, um, he'd move on quick enough. I think this is, this is something. It doesn't seem long term for PJ, uh, whereas with James Horn, it seems like that it could be long term, and we're talking about getting involved in development and all that kind of stuff. With PJ, I think uh, he just wanted a crack at it, um, and I'd say if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. He wouldn't lose any sleep over. Um, he's not that type of man, and in fairness, he probably has a legendary status in Galway. Um, and it it will be, it will dilute it somewhat if if he doesn't. But the only thing that's probably saving him is the the COVID, where yeah, haven't had the supporters at matches. He's kind of got away with it somewhat. But if he if he can put in a performance the next day and get a result, it'll definitely. Uh, PJ is a man with an attitude that he thinks, uh, he's the best anyway. So he'll have that go with him thinking. He he can't he I'd say and PJ said he can't understand how Mio could even come near them. <laughs> There's two completely contrasting styles of management here, isn't there? It makes it makes an interesting game in that aspect alone that we've an off the hook, all in gambling type of manager, attack, 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 and we've a guy that probably counts how many studs on each boot boot of each player's boots that we have, you know, like he's looking at every little aspect and not naming subs and stuff that like doesn't really do anything, but he's checked. He tries every little percentage. Yeah, and I think PJ. Sorry, 
No, just that with PJ and the management setup, it's probably a bit unfair to say it, but uh, if they win on Sunday, it could be Wednesday before they arrive back in Galway. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a bit old school about them, and uh, yeah, them boys could be around Dublin for a few days. That's living. I think PJ was—he's been very unlucky too with the two years he's had with COVID because they had real momentum last year. No matter what you say, like the county was buzzing. You know, PJ in charge, the Messiah in charge playing great ball and then COVID hit and obviously, you know, came back in October and just totally off off it, like, you know, and couldn't pick it up again. And haven't really, maybe are beginning to get things together again, but haven't really gotten that momentum back. So I would feel a little bit sorry for him in that regard. You know, I, I definitely think last year they would have been a force to re- be reckoned with if the season continued on as it started. We'll go around the table. And uh, first up, call it. Call it by one. Galway plus one. Mark? Um, Mayo by three. I actually think, can I say as well, for, first time ever, prediction, randomly, penalties. There's been no penalties in senior inter-county championship yet. It's got to happen in these two years. When it's once half games, it's definitely going to happen, and especially as things tighten up. So yeah. Mayo 3.1 are penalties. How's that for <laughs> Love it. Kieran. Um... I've been honest, I'd be surprised if Mio don't win it. And that's Boy. from a goal, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you just don't know, but I... I is there a kicking goal with that? Uh, I don't know. I just I think Mio will run at them from all over the pitch and Galway could struggle with that uh, tactically. Um, so they need a bit of luck where if Mio get turned over high up and they've committed bodies forward and Shane Walsh breaks and go we get a goal or two maybe there's a chance but I just think Mayo will win it yeah Ref I think Mayo are going to win lads yeah it wouldn't be a, I think Mayo are going to win I think Mayo are going to beat Dublin too yeah yeah that's what I've been saying it's like last year Montpellier beating Curfin in the semi-final and then losing to Mike Gullin in the final that'd be the yeah. worst thing I could imagine is beating Dublin and then be on cloud nine and then having to come down and play curry and we, we won't be coming down we'll have every sheep and cow <laughs> green and red we're after beating the greatest team of all time and it'll be seven minutes into it and clifford has won three and we'll be <laughs> how do we fall for that again we fell for it again <laughs> lads if you don't mind hanging on we have a new segment last week yes and no with our ref it'll take two minutes are you ready ref yeah i was going to let the boys go but she's going to beat me uh, be, no. Should the Mayo bus still be suspended this weekend? Yes. Oh shit! Am I in, I'm a mute. Am I? No. Yes. Uh, will Shane Welsh start? Yes. Will Lee Keegan start? Yes. Are Dublin going backwards this year? Yes. Was this week the proudest moment ever for the RF getting the tweet of the week in the Mayo? No. News? No. Are you going to the Connacht final? No. Hello? No. <laughs> should should, should Gal- Mayo and Galway sweep the sheds in Crow Park? Absolutely. And post pictures on, on Facebook. Or, and John John Walker, PRO, sweep the dressing room, put up the pictures and thank, uh, thank Galway and, and the whole lot. Do the whole thing. It's all off. Yes or no segment. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this week too hot in the RF Tower? Yes. <laughs> Should penalties be used in Championship football? Yes. 
Is the new penalty rule going to uh, ruin club football in 2022? Yes. Is Charlie Collins' knee bandage older than six of the Mayo team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you watch an episode of Love Island before you'd watch a hurling game? Yes. <laughs> uh, will Mayo name a dummy team for Sunday? Yes. Will Galway name a dummy team for Sunday? No. Will our minors beat for Scammon? No. Will Stephen Rochford be in Donegal next year? Yes. Here, McGrath, will Stephen Rochford be in Donegal next year? Um, I don't know. It'd be nice to see him in Galway. That could depend on Sunday's result, yeah. I was just about yeah, to say. I can't say yes or no, but it'd be nice to see him in Galway. I think it'd be something different. Would he be welcomed in Galway? I think so, yeah. I think uh, Roch had a good relationship with young players in when he was in Currafint. And... Uh, he had a good way about him, so I think he could be uh, an asset to go with that. What would the reaction be like if he took Bernard Power and put Bernard Power back in goal and made a big switch for him and find it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back to the questions, we'll come back to Roch at the end. Will you cheer for the Razzies in the All Ireland semi final at under 20, ref? No. Would you, would you give Morris Jordan another year with under 20 job given the COVID disru- disruption? Yes. Uh, will Sean Kelly pick up Aidan O'Shea? Yes. Will Lee Keegan pick up Shane Welsh? No. Do you miss Joe Bradley on RTE? Yes. Would you miss Pat Spillane if he left RTE? No. Uh, has the club seen in Mayo been a clusterfuck in 2021? Yeah, so far, yeah. Uh, will Ireland go into another lockdown in 2021? Oh, no. 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 Was last night's display by the Mayo under 20 <laughs> forwards the worst in your memory of a Mayo under 20 team or on the 21 team? Yes. Should Mayo GA introduce a two-point score for freeze off the ground to increase the or to encourage that skill in the game? Uh, no. At underage level, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Thanks. Should under 20, <laughs> should under twenty players be restricted from playing senior until they're finished with their under twenty grade? No. Mark? No, I... Well, whatever about being restricted, once they're finished, they can play, but not the other way around that, you know, if you play... I think that's a totally ridiculous rule. I, I said last week as well, Goway won the under-20 last year, but, you know, they beat Kerry in the semi-final. Like Kerry without Sean O'Shea and David Clifford, you're like, you know, that's... That's not... Well, I don't want to say it's not a real All-Ireland, but it's got a bit of big asterisk beside it. No, I didn't say that. Big asterisk beside it. No, no, big asterisk beside it. We can, no, we can I, cut out the asterisk part, anyway, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> cut out four the real All-Ireland part. Four more. Will <laughs> no, Stephen no. Cohen pick up Damien Comer? No. Will Jeremy O'Connor start? Yes. Will Liam Silk pick up Tommy Conroy? 
Yes. Will you mute Desi Dolan on commentary? Yes. I think that's it. That's it. You have to get the one in about poor old Desi. I've nothing against the man at all. Absolutely nothing against him. Just, Just on, on Mark's point there about um, the, the, the senior players losing out under 22, it, like, if them guys are part of a group, they're going to make that under 20 group better. So maybe, like, I know maybe Mayo didn't have an under 20 forward in the senior panel at, at present. So it mightn't make a difference to them. But if you had, like, a senior player in amongst that group that can dictate how to play and all that kind of stuff. It'll make the group better and it'll make better players, obviously. So you're you're restricting a lot of young players too from leaving that quality out. Yeah, I think there was. They, they, they let a few back to the, that were training with the senior squad for a week or two before the championship started, but it's probably not enough. Yeah, but Paul Kelly, Cahill Sweeney and Enda Hessian. Yeah. yeah, I actually heard it on the, room, the rumour mill that Cahill Sweeney might be starting on Sunday. I don't know if it's true in place of Finney Nolly. But I don't know if that's true or not. So That's a defensive move, so he's going to go back yeah. sweeping. My yeah. mother told me that, and she works in a post office, so she'd have all the gossip, and she's a mad Goa fan. So uh, I, I, there might be some truth in it. There might be some truth in it. I love it. Yeah. So It's amazing where you hear these things, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Part of the joy of the you whole You hear thing. them all, Rep. <laughs> I know a lot of people well, in there. How do you announce the subs? Um, I'll announce it the morning of the match. When I get them, when I'm waiting outside, when I'm waiting outside the team hotel, see who's getting on the bus with gear bags. I know the, the program. The program is the way. Anto does normally put them up. Anto you know, must have a digital a program. The subscription. Yeah. That's what I was talking about, ref. Before the sweat comes out. Do you think, Indra, when you're watching the under twenties last night, and I watched the game as well? Is it a case that too many coaches are paying too much emphasis on, and I, I like strength and conditioning myself, and um, but our, our, our coach is probably paying too much emphasis on strength and conditioning, getting teams very fit, trying to keep up with other teams, and probably the coaching of forward play and shooting and all that kind of stuff then has been neglected. And uh, maybe that's why we're looking at what we were looking at last night. Yeah, I just felt that... Roscommon used a foot. Mayo didn't. Mayo played a running style, nearly a rugby style, over and back, hand passing. They, they never kicked the ball into the forwards all night. Roscommon used the foot very well. Now, I know Roscommon had good forwards inside. McDermott, very good full forward. Uh, uh, ben, what do you call him in the corner from Bridget's? O'Carroll, is Mayo, yeah, yeah, Ben O'Carroll. But Mayo never kicked the ball all night. They just ran, ran, ran. And it's it's coming through with a lot of Mayo underage teams. I presume Shane Conway the coaching team that's the style he played with Rice College it's the style he played with Brafie and it carried through to the under 20 team but I think there's more than one way to skin a cat and the conditions last night trying to play that running game was suicide yeah I'd but to your point with it, there is a big emphasis on strength and condition even in club football now I'm sure from Mark the time you started to now it's yeah. night and day Alien, absolute alien. The young lads are all massive wide now as well. But like Giz said, skills probably aren't as good. You're not and running in mushroom tunnels anymore, man. No. <laughs> we actually did S&C in mushroom tunnels as well. There's we, a uh, few down yeah. lads wide too, Mark, but it's for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the irony of last night and the poor shooting, I think, is like Mayo, uh, Mara Sheridan was one of Mayo's finest ever shooters, like the sweetest strikers you'd ever meet. 
from the hands or from the ground. So I just, I don't know what happened. It just seemed to be a confidence thing. They just got into a bit of a rush over the last few weeks and they just couldn't, couldn't. They were just shooting erratically and wildly and it just seemed to be a, something that got inside their heads pretty early last night, I thought. But the basic skill levels, I thought, of Mayo were poor. I thought there was a lot of hand passes going wrong, kick passes, poor tackling. I mean, that's not, that is that is that a coaching thing from from the ground up? Because uh, I do a bit of coaching. I was down with my own club in Burrishoo one night, giving a mate of mine a hand. And you'd be nearly, you know, you'd be thinking, oh, we should be, you know, trying to get them fit or, you know, play a couple of games. And you, you nearly neglect at that age even. You're neglecting the basic skills. And you're thinking, oh, sure. I've only got a couple hours a week. Do you just... I think most coaches probably do think, oh, it should have been done by now. It's too late now. Let's just start trying to yeah. get get race ahead forward. I think that could be a problem in, in a lot of clubs because you know yourself, you want to win a few things and most people that are managing these clubs are underage or probably parents and so on. They probably just want their kids to well. I know I know myself, I find it... I know. I, I don't know what you think when you're when you're out in the pitch and you've got an hour and 15 minutes of kids, you don't want to spend the 20 minutes kicking the ball the correct method back and over. You feel like you're wasting time, even though it is the right thing to do. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. Like Morris do, Giz? Yeah, definitely concentrating the skills of the game. But probably the young lads too, nowadays don't think as much about the game as probably when we were younger, Mark, like you were thinking about the game constantly and always learning and always developing and, in every aspect of it, and I think young guys today probably have a lot more going on. They don't think they they don't overthink it. They don't think much about it at all. I think, and um, yeah, they don't have the same drive. Probably it's a bit unfair to say, but definitely when we were younger, we thought about the game a lot more, uh, even when you were away from it. So that's for sure. Uh, what what just as regards skills, Giz and Curfin, because there's no team with better skills ball skills than Cara Finn. Is it, was it just coaching, coaching, playing ball all up through underage and having the right structures in place? Yeah, Frank, Frank Morris would always concentrate on the skills again. So you'd always be kicking, you'd always be hand passing, you'd always practice the catching kick always and repetition, repetition. But also then when you play a game and you'd often go and watch club games or watch club teams train underage, they'll allow a young guy to get on the ball and run through everybody and, and uh, roof it, roof it Paddy or whatever and everyone cheering him on and it's never stopped and say, well, hold on, that's not the right decision. But in Curfin, it's stopped and this is the right decision. So if you're you're going down the right wing and you're surrounded by one or two lads and you're young and you still try to burrow down the right wing, Frank Morris would stop the game and he'd say, right, hold that play, come back here, step in on your left, now hand pass it off or kick it with your left. You know, it, it's not continued. The bad bad habits aren't uh, continued and said, oh, play on, play on, play on. The game is stopped. And it can be, if, when you're young, that can be annoying too, that you're in full flow and you're stopped and you're told that's not the way to do it, do it this way. But it sticks to you, it, it stands to you, then you, you're, you, you tend to make the right decision more often than not then. Yeah. So that, that including in what, in the teaching of the skills of the kick passing constantly and the catch and kick and all that. Yeah. Lads, is anything... Go on, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling old tonight. His on-field <laughs> coaching was excellent. Yeah, and that's one thing I'll say. Coaches need to be in the middle of, of the teams in training. There's no point being on the sideline with a whistle. You need to be in the middle of it, coaching points the whole time, any little things you want them to pick up on. And like is there, stop it up till you get it right. 
but I, I don't like to see coaches um, and, and even with teachers, I, I know myself, if you're standing at the top of the classroom, the kids don't respond as well to you. If you're in the middle of them, milling around, just going down to their desk or in and out of them, they respond so much better. They're way more engaged. So I think that's very important from coaching that you're in the middle of them when this game's going on. You know, you're all the time agitating them, coaxing them, telling them the right things to do rather than just letting them at it. I think that's a, a very good point the kids made there. I was just going to say there, Ref, I'm feeling old tonight. But 20 years ago, maybe a bit more, I was managing a Gary Moore minor team against Shrewd. I was a week preparing for Mark Ronaldson. Big <laughs> ten was put end of Ireland's brother Mark and him, Kieran. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Very, very well. But in the last minute, who popped up with the winning goal? <laughs> and then I marked Jarlath a few years later. It pro progressed to Jarlath a few years later. Who got progressively yeah, more violent? <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind, but End is such a skillful footballer. And then the brothers Hatchetman, no, they're good footballers. Too, good footballers too. <laughs> Another asterisk. <laughs> this is all edited out, yeah? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the agreement, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> it's turned off there. No, no, no. no I won't do a woolly on you. Um, yeah. Anything we want to uh, recap on, lads, before we uh, wrap it up? Or anything you need to get Are off you your chest? Uh, no. no. You end up. If it cools down a bit, this whole sun doesn't agree with me. If it gets below 20, I'll head up. Yeah. I I was at Sligo and Leacham. You'd like to think if they were to go all the way that you could go to every match. Be nice to say it, yeah. And thank Even me for I that ticket for the Sligo game. <laughs> thanks, Ref, and yeah. thanks to the man to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kieran, anything before we uh, wrap it up? No, I think um, it's been a great insight with Mark. Good to see him again. Um, I, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> I'll have PTSD tonight after the <laughs> tossing and turning and bed. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, Mark was, and I'm sure still is, an excellent footballer. So it's uh, it's great to have his insight into it too. Really yeah. enjoyable evening, lads. Well, thanks, Giz. And Giz is probably the, speaking of Kieran Vardy there and Jared Vardy, Giz is probably one of the worst players you could ever mark. He's <laughs> as tenacious and aggressive as they come. No easy balls, no easy balls. I'm mellowed with age. <laughs> where, where, is it wing back or cornerback you prefer, Giz, by the way? Which would you? Uh, Probably cornerback, but honest, um, it's probably my more more natural position. But um, uh, sometimes when you're younger, you like the freedom of wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're putting the corner forward in the back foot more and more, Giz. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> a dying breed, though, uh, a back that prefers cornerback than wing back. I'd say most yeah, defenders yeah, nowadays yeah. want to just bomb on. You'd never hear a young lad wanting to play cornerback. No. <laughs> it's, and it's a problem in May, I'd say, at present as well. It's all wingbacks and not as many cornerbacks. It's all, it's all, it's all wingbacks. It's all wingbacks and half forwards now. And specialists, specialists full forwards and free jackers. <laughs> lads, thanks a million for coming thanks on. Thanks a million, lads. Thanks, yeah. thanks for Thank having you. us on, guys. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, really appreciate it. And... Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be talking about a Mayo win next week. And thanks, lads, for coming on. And um, just I'm hang sure... on a minute, and he'll give you get your address for the check afterwards, lads. <laughs> I, I'm just pressing. I think I ban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do I don't do electronic. I don't do. <laughs> it's all cash. 
Um, right, lads, we'll talk to you. Good luck. Thanks, Thanks. Me, lads. Take care. Good luck, Good luck. Bye. See you later. Good luck. Bye.